0: than the day of one's birth. It is better to go to a house of mourning than to go to a house of feasting, since that is the end of all mankind and the living should take it to heart. Grief is better than laughter, for, whom, for when a face is sad, a heart may be glad. The heart of the wise is in a house of mourning, but the heart of fools is in a house of pleasure. Is it is better to listen to a rebuke from a wise person than to listen to the song of fools. For, like the crackling of burning thorns under the pot, so is the laughter of the fool. This too is futile. Surely the practice of extortion turns a wise person into a fool, and a bribe corrupts the mind. The end of a matter is better than its beginning. A patient spirit is better than a proud spirit. Don't let your spirit rush to be angry, for anger abides in the heart of fools. Don't say, why were the former days better than these? Since it is not wise of you to ask this. Wisdom is as good as an inheritance and an advantage to those who see the sun. Because wisdom is protection as silver is protection. But the advantage of knowledge is that wisdom preserves the life of its owner work of God for who can straighten out what he has made crooked in the day of prosperity be joyful but in the day of adversity consider God has made the one as well as the other so that no one can discover anything that will come after him in my futile life I have seen everything someone righteous perishes in spite of his righteousness and someone wicked lives long in spite of his
1: evil see okay, remember Ecclesiastes, uh, legally actually 859, is that right? Page <laughs> um, but do open it up because like it's so odd weird it's so open it up because we're going to go through it and it, it also it'll just be helpful to kind of look at it and maybe you'll be grasp what it's saying I think I think, I think I think I understand what's going on and so yeah listen and see you can piece it together but remember the big picture and we start with the big picture is that it's about a teacher, Ecclesiastes is about a teacher, a philosopher, or a king, England, and he's seeking a path in life for fulfilment. And he has all of the resources available to test all of these paths in life. So imagine to yourself, for one moment, if you had you know, all the money that you needed, you had all the time you required, you had... You were in a position of power where you were able to do this. And you could seek any path in life. You know, you could you could do anything. You could choose which path you navigate. This is, this is actually what the book of Ecclesiastes is. It's showing us, it's giving us a picture to someone who is actually there. They're on top of the mountain. They've climbed the summit. They, they can actually test life through various paths. And so that's why it's wisdom, because it's actually an an opportunity for us to learn from someone who's going down that path or who's gone there before us. So previous weeks, um, we looked at the path of pleasure. He went down that path and walked down the path. He he denied himself nothing, he did everything, and he wanted to see is that going to give me? We saw a few weeks ago it was purpose. Um, Weeks before that was knowledge. What is it this week verse 23 obviously at the top of chapter seven what's the title it says something about wisdom is it wise wise sayings i know we've read in verse 23 but have a look at it it's chapter 7 verse 23. i have tested all this by wisdom i will be I resolved. i will be wise this week the teacher is saying, perhaps wisdom is the way that I will get fulfillment. Perhaps as Naomi had the start of the service, the smartest person, the best person, the wisest person in the room, perhaps that will that will be the way to go. I have tested all this problems, I resolved I'll be wise. He's going down that path asking, will that give satisfaction? So three things about wisdom. We'll have a look at the path of wisdom. We'll have a look at where this path ends, secondly. And then the wisdom of God. So we look at the path of wisdom, what wisdom is, where the path leads, in the end of wisdom, and then the wisdom of God. So firstly, the path of wisdom what leads. Um, wisdom, I think the best way to think of it is is wise living is living with the grain of the universe. To be wise is to be someone that aligns their life, that understands how the world works and aligns their life with the grain, views, with the dynamics of the world, with how it works. <coughs> I think we working in, at school, when you 10 or 11 or something like the and you've got to, of course, that to the first few things, you've got to, you've got to go with the grain. <laughs> you've got to sand, and there's a lot of sand, you don't realise there's so much, but it's not much work, it's like sanding and puffing and carrying on, but you've got to make sure It's with the brain, right? You can do ten times an hour work. If you go against the grain, it's not going to get you anywhere. And this is is the picture of wise living. To be a wise person is someone who understands how the world works, understands the patterns of the world, and works with that dynamic of the world. And the Bible has in it chunks that are called wisdom literature. Uh, and you'll know some of them are called Proverbs. Now let me read out some of the Proverbs. Proverbs 6. Look at the ant. It gathers provision in summer and stores in the harvest. Proverbs 18. The first to state his case or the case seems right until another comes and cross-examines. Proverbs 12. Anxiety in a person's heart weighs it down, but a good word cheese up. Proverbs 13. Wealth obtained by fraud will dwindle, but whoever earns it through labour will multiply. The point is, to be wise is to observe the way the world works. Look at the ant, he says. And to live in accordance with the world. It's wise, isn't it, to gather in the summer while you can and to store up for bleak winter. It's wise. It's wise to hear both sides of the argument before you make a judgment. It's wise to uh, obtain money through good means. It's that's what wisdom living is. And it's not even just in the Bible. There's Proverbs and the well, Psalms isn't really wisdom. Proverbs is, Job is, Ecclesiastes is wisdom, kind of wisdom literature. But it's also in the world as well, isn't it? The idea of wisdom. I mean, you can, there's so many different phrases. You can look up on any, on, the, on the web and find them very quickly or you just see them in the little frames, you know, the, the nice little prints you can put them beside your bed or something. Here are a few examples. The, a journey of many steps begins with. One, you know, you know that. No guts, no glory. That's wisdom. Um, your time is limited. Why waste it on living someone else's life? You know, mm. and, then, and, and the thing about wisdom, right, is you, you, you kind of, it's that, it has that, mm, that intuitive sense, doesn't it? Where you go, yeah, that's, that is, makes sense of how the world works. Steve Jobs apparently said that one. <laughs> whether you get it from the Bible, whether it's coming from the world, all these sayings and aphorisms—the point is, they ring true. It makes intuitive sense. You're working hard, brings wealth. Planning better, better outcome. Encouraging others with words, blessing others—it should bounce back to you. Notice Ecclesiastes 7. We're going to go to Ecclesiastes 7 now. Um, Have a look. Page 589. It sounds like Ecclesiastes 7 is like wisdom stuff. Look at verse 1. A good name is better than. Verse 2. It is better to go to. Verse 3. Brief is better than. Verse 4 and 5. Contrast the wise and the foolish. The heart of the wise is like this. And the heart of the foolish, this is what happens in wisdom literature all the time. This is how you live wisely, in contrast, this is how not to live. The heart of the foolish. Verse 5, it's better to listen to... Uh, verse 9, there's another one there about wisdom. In verse 11, wisdom is as good as an inheritance. It seems like, at first pass, that this is wisdom literature. This is another just another wisdom literature. And this is in verse 23, I've tested all by wisdom the resolved I'll be blinders. It seems like the philosopher, the teacher is intent on living with the grain of the universe. To put it practically, it's like he wakes up in the morning, he's got his inspirational calendar. You know, what's the fourth of June? Today, it says, today is your opportunity to build the tomorrow you want. Ah, I'm we'll gonna do that one today. That's how he's gonna to live today. Um, that's wisdom living but what does he actually find how does it work out when he tests wisdom living Did you notice I mean you, you probably if you're reading it there you can see those from when he says toward the end it gives you a hint where we're going but let's go through this chapter seven again let's look a bit closer at Let's look closer to chapter 7. Look at chapter 7, verse 1. A good name is better than fine perfume. And apparently in the Hebrew, it sounds really wonderful. The words, they rhyme and there's a nice nice cadence to it. It sticks in the mind. A good name is better than fine perfume. Um, but then look at the next part of the else. of day ones. Death is better than the day of birth. Is that on your inspiration calendar? I actually, I thought that once, actually having a, D inspiration I don't know how to sell very well, but if you know in the Bible you pick those verses those verses like this, like imagine, you know, every morning and death is the better than anyway, that's I've got hundreds of ideas about making money something, not really good, but that's one of them. I've got more if you want to Just me, I'll let you know. Uh, day of death is better than the day of birth. Look at verse two. Better to go to you'd think it's gonna say something, it says to the house of mourning. Everyone is sad, this is, then the house of fixed, it's better to actually go there. Grief is better than laughter, Verse three. Where we have the foolish and the wise, the contrast, and the wise, look at the verses the wise are those who are mourning. What is going on here? Athos, the commentator of the calls these anti-proverbs. And he talks about verse one, the one about perfume, and he says it's as if the the, the writer has taken this beautiful phrase, and then in the second verse has clubbed the, the beauty out of it. And it goes on and it goes on and it goes on. It's like our inversion of wisdom. Look at verse twenty-three. That's what we said. I've tested it all my wisdom. I'll be wise. But what does it say? It was. It was beyond me I was grasping after it because what exists is beyond my reach. It's very deep. Who can discover it? As I turn my thoughts to know and explore an example of wisdom, an explanation, a pattern, can I know how the world works? To know that wickedness is stupidity, folly is, in other words, I want to know that it is folly, it is you know, wickedness equals foolishness, righteousness equals blessings. wants to make sense of the world and who doesn't to, to read this it's very disjointed and it's making us probably feel uncomfortable you go, know, this kind this, this just isn't really true or I don't really hear this but to put it practically he's saying if you experience any part of life if you've traveled your life a little bit further you know what happens when you work hard and the wealth doesn't follow. Or you store and save and then it gets wiped out. Or a good word was probably earlier, a good word doesn't help with the anxiety. You know, when, when, when you talk to someone, you, something going in your life, and you, you talk to someone they might say, have you tried this, why don't you try this? This is the wisdom, this is the pattern of the law. Have you tried this? But you know, I've tried that, or well, you know, the payoff didn't arrive. It doesn't happen, it doesn't work out. And the sad thing, the thing is, there's an extra layer of significance for the writer because <clears throat> there's an extra depth Of significance because it's not just about things happening in life like blessings and and things not going so well. He actually senses, the sense is that God is angry with him or is cursed or is blessed by God, either way, depending on how life is going. Why am I saying this? Isn't it Deuteronomy twenty-eight? This is how they say what they think. Now, if you faithfully obey the Lord, if you obey the Lord your God, you follow His commands, Deuteronomy twenty-eight: You will be blessed in the city. You'll be blessed in the country. Your offspring will be blessed. Your land's produce, the offspring of your livestock, including the young of the herds, the newborn frogs, your basket and many bowl will be blessed. You'll be blessed when you come in. Blessed when you go out. You see, it's as if He goes. He, he starts with life. What's happening in my life, I'm going, I'm on, I'm on the top of the way. Things are going well in my career, my finances, my money, and so on. God must be blissful. I'm at the bottom. Things aren't going so well. Career, money, relation. And God is curse, cursing me. Or I am experiencing that at some level. Have a look at verse 15. It says, chapter 6, verse 15. This is now we understand why he says this. Look, in my futile life, I have seen everything. Someone righteous perishes in spite of his righteousness. Someone wicked lives long in spite of his evil. See that? See how that's that background? The Jew the curse, the covenant, the blessing. People who are righteous, despite their righteousness, get the can get the law and can go converse the other way. People who are wicked can live long. That's about blessing and cursing. And so the writer was struggling, going, I'm on top of the crest Is God with me? And then I'm on the bottom of gods against me? What is... It's that inversion of wisdom. Wisdom means aligning our lives with the grain of the universe, recognising patterns, but of course the issue is that the writer is saying when well, we experience life is going down this path he's saying it doesn't always work out and it becomes so so much like the exceptions become the rule the rule become the exceptions you see different instances where things are getting you know, Oh, that's just an exception until you realize well who knows what's going on and why It is belief, but this is what the Ecclesiastes is finding. But remember that the investigation is under the sun. (laughs) He's just looking at the world and the experiences of the world, and just saying, what if we just look at that and make those conclusions? If all we have is what we can see and what we can experience, he says this is this disorder and this fracture. And he is talking about a life without reference to God. The fact is that this Ecclesiastes was writing of years before God's full revelation of himself. But we know what God has done and we also know the pattern of God and who he is. Because those experiences of life where we do see injustice or we see things not working out the way they should isn't the final word on what God has done and who God is. It isn't the final, the final pattern, final example. Because we know that the wisdom of God is that Jesus this is what was apparently. Mr. Cadwengus was erected, uh, arrested and convicted as a He was treated as wicked. for the unrighteous to bring us to God. The righteous one for the unrighteous to bring us to God. And in Jesus we see God reconciling bringing sinful people to himself. And so in the book of Ecclesiastes in chapter 7 he says, I look around later on in the chapter he says, I look around I don't see one person who loves God. <laughs> I don't see one person to be good. Meaning in life, there is none who do good. But of course he only understands that half of the message that, that God himself steps into time he takes on all of our sin. All of our unrighteousness. All of those patterns that don't work out he is the unrighteous one. The righteous one I should say who was, took our place the exchange of the, right, of the righteous and the unrighteous to bring us to God. That's the wisdom of God that we would know God and that we would be his children and be brought to him as said with the bottles that we would be holding on, we might be holding on to life and thinking I'm gonna get satisfaction out of wealth, I'm gonna get out of career, I'm gonna get out of relationships. But the wisdom of God is you'll only find that when you, when you let go of that and you you actually come to God and to Him. Through grace because the message is the message of the cross that was said at the start in 1 Corinthians 1 the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing it's the power of God to those who are being saved in 1 Corinthians it says I will destroy the wisdom of the wise where is the wise one where is the teacher and he goes on to say that God shows himself in the cross it's foolishness to some it's foolishness to people who, who want to get, get somewhere by wisdom or who want to get somewhere by power. It's foolishness to some and it's weak to others. But in the cross, we see God is reconfiguring wisdom to mean instead of power and greatness, it's built on love and on service, and that's at the centre of the human existence. And this will appear foolish to me. And you know what it means for us in our lives. It means, remember the waves? The, the, the crest of the wave? And then there's the, the, the valley? And we, we, even though we don't, we might think about during own blessings, I, but I know we do think about God must be, or he must be happy, or... We know it's not like that at all. We know it's straight line. We know that God... Loves us and he's brought us into his kingdom. And it's not a it's not a curse on us, it's not he's not saying you haven't done all the right things, he's not saying you haven't got aligned with wisdom and you need to work something out, and what's the pattern here? No, we know God's we know what God has done for us, we know what he thinks of us. Because in the cross, he's reconciled himself to us. And we come before the cross and we can lay at the foot of the cross. All of those things. And say, so God, take them, let me into my hands. Drain me of that wisdom that I think that I can come before you, and I think that I can give this sacrifice and this is going to be enough. Help me to see more of your grace. What it means, of course, for us is that. Now, to be wise, we say things like in the gospel, is it wise to build our lives on wealth? I know that's not that, it's not that, but is it wise to have that as our, is it wise to build our life on reputation? Good is better We build our lives on the cross of Christ, on the one who loves us. Oh, that, that, that gives us that, that way, you know, the up and down. That gives us the, the grace and the knowledge and the goodness of what God has done. And it gives us to be people that, that live wisely in the world. And that's going to be really different. And foolishness to others, that's the power of God to us all being saved. That's pray, right. Father, we thank you again that you don't live in the dark, that you have shown us who you are. That we um, we we your people actually know the power of the universe. We thank you for that. And we pray this week, when we get up in the morning this, tomorrow morning, there will be people that don't need that inspirational quote, but there will be people that take the time in the morning to listen to you, to count our blessings, to consider the previous day and what you have done, all the good things that you give us. Drink deeply from the fountain of your grace. And there will be people that go out ready to serve others, to love others because of your be great love for us. Fill us, Lord. Would you fill us this week with a true knowledge of the, the depth, the height, and the width and the breadth of your love for us? That we might be your people this week in your sharing um, the Lord's Supper, it's a, it's a visible symbol of the reality of what Jesus has done, it's the and blood. Um, it's the Lord's table, it's Jesus' table. If anyone has faith in Jesus and wants to share and to remember, brother and sister, world we're connected to, you're born, born If you're not going to have faith in Jesus, not, probably not for you. Um, but the communion table is Jesus' table. for uh, so those who trust and we have a prayer, um, we're going to pray prayer preparation, and then I'm going to talk about body blood art, and I want to you together. There is, uh, as usual, there's great wine juice, and it's also a little free option to get us in a, get to the table. we're going to Jesus said, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. And his law says that you come unto me to you. That you love one another, even as I have loved you. God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in he should not perish and have eternal life. Together. We do not presume to come to your table merciful, Lord, trusting in our own righteousness, and your manifold and great mercies. We're not worthy so much as to gather up the crumbs over your table, but you are the same, Lord, whose nature is always to have
0: mercy. For us, therefore, gracious Lord, so do we the flesh of your dear Son
1: Jesus Christ, and drink his blood, that we may ever dwell in him. And to be us. Uh, lift up your hearts. We give to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. For glory and honor be yours always and everywhere, mighty Creator, ever living God. We give you thanks and praise for your Son and Savior Jesus Christ, who by the power of your Spirit was born of Mary and is one of us. By his death on the cross and rising to new life, he offered the one like true sacrifice of sin and obtained eternal deliverance for his people. <laughs> Through him, you revealed to us your glory in the communion of your love. Three persons, one God, ever to be worshipped and adored. And therefore, with the angels and with the archangels and all the company of heaven, we proclaim your great and glorious name, forever praising you and saying, Holy, Amen. holy, Amen. holy Lord, God. He broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take it. This is my body it for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And after supper, so Jesus took the cup and again giving you thanks, he gave it to his disciples, saying, so Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new promise shed for you and for you in for for forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Christ had his offering of himself and once for all on the cross, his mighty resurrection, glorious ascension, and looking for his coming again we celebrate with this bread and cup is one perfect and sufficient sacrifice for the sins of the whole world. Renew us by your Holy Spirit. Unite us in the body of your Son, and bring us with all your people into the joy of your eternal kingdom, through Jesus Christ our Lord, with whom in early the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. We worship you, Father, in songs of dedicated praise. Blessings and honor and glory and power. Adios. Jeremy. Sure. Christ is to us. We're confident to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name.
0: awesome is the Lord most high Lord you are the great king over all the earth